Welcome to the Automotive Diagnostic Podcast. We're going to explore ways to sharpen our diagnostic skills, find learning resources, and hear from experts in the automotive field. Okay, welcome to the Automotive Diagnostic Podcast. I'm very excited today. We have our first ever interview for the show, and we're going to be talking with Regari Sanchez. Regari is a good friend of mine, former student of the program. He's been in the field for about three years. He's worked with Honda, BMW, and he's currently working with Tesla. And that's actually one of the reasons I'm talking to him today is what he's doing with Tesla is kind of unique, kind of different from your average uh, everyday auto technician. Uh, he's actually doing mobile technician work with Tesla. So he'll actually go out in the field and service vehicles. So we're going to talk to him all about that. Regari was a standout student in this program. Uh, he's got the majority of his ASEs already, and he's doing really well out in the field. So hello, Regari. How are we doing today? Pretty good, Sean. Um, nice to be here. I guess first interview is pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, this is going to be exciting. We'll uh, we'll see if I uh, know what I'm doing as far as <laughs> interviewing someone goes. Um, why don't we just start off with just give me a quick rundown, uh, just brief of what what you're doing with Tesla. We mentioned it's mobile work, but what does that what does that look like? Uh, kind of like an everyday thing. What uh, what are you doing with with that? Um, so with Tesla, it was originally called uh, the Ranger program. Um, and then that got put on hold for for a little bit. I wasn't there during that time. But then it got reintroduced as Tesla Mobile Service, uh, which that's my current position. And it's it's pretty it's pretty basic. Our vehicles don't require seventy percent of the repairs don't require a lift, so you could do everything on ground. So they just decided to you know more convenience for the customer and, and have something that. As far as I know, no manufacturer ever does or has done is have a mobile service fleet, and that's what I do. I I go fix uh, customer vehicles at, at homes, uh, workplaces. Um, I mean, pretty much uh, anywhere they they want, uh, I'll be going to her, to their location. Okay. Yeah, how far is your range? Because you're based out of the Twin Cities. Uh, how far will you go uh, to a customer's home or place of work in order to service a vehicle? Um, as we're in the, we're technically called Minneapolis uh, Mobile Service, uh, but we range uh, home Minnesota, part of the west uh, side of Wisconsin, and a little bit of Canada. Um, I haven't done oh, any wow. Canada routes, but, uh, but, but yeah, if it needs to be, uh, that's where we'll be heading over there. Okay. Do they have they, they have dealerships up there? Uh, there's just uh, right now there's two the one in Eden Prairie and the one just opened up here in Maplewood, uh, but other than that, uh, uh, no, it's just uh, two here and and up there there's there's nothing. If you want a vehicle, you order it online and then it'll get delivered to your house like a package <laughs> or something. Okay, wow. So do you think part of the reason that they're doing the mobile service is 
because the small amount of dealerships they, they can't handle the workload or what what is the reason that they decided to do the mobile or is it just customer convenience uh definitely customer convenience and i think with tesla they're always trying to be innovative and this is okay. definitely one of those things that you tr- you know you're trying to stand out and what's the thing uh let's do mobile yeah and i mean customers love it i mean who doesn't who wouldn't want to have the vehicle service at home and you <laughs> right don't right. have to uh, take time off your day to yeah. to run to the dealer for for a basic thing that will take 10 minutes okay okay so and you'll go to either their house or their place of work does the customer have to be present when you're there to do the service no that's a, that's the very neat thing about it I, i've been in uh service repair visits where i don't even interact with the customer oh really i, I get there i do what i gotta do and once i'm done i close my uh, final notes and, and I'm out of there. I don't even have to talk to them or they see me. So that's like the greatest part of it. Okay. That's the part that they love it. You know, I've heard uh, the same one. Uh, the best customer experience is having no customer experience. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So do you, do you think other brands are eventually going to switch to something like this? Like, do you see a Chevrolet dealership having a mobile tech that goes out and uh, services your Chevy pickup or... Uh, um, that's is, is this something only Tesla can do because of the type of vehicle they have? Uh, I could def. I mean, as far as you you all know that other manufacturers are gonna do electric vehicles. I mean, yeah, it, it's yeah. soon. I mean, whether you like it or not, they're coming, and, and there's already some here, so it's just gonna get bigger. Um, I definitely do think if they're you know trying to keep up with competition, they're gonna have to do maybe something along the ways of that. Do I see with regular combustion engine vehicles? Um, I mean, sure. I mean, you've you've been in the field. There's some stuff that you don't need lift, uh, right? A little bit, you know, a little sensor, whatever the case is. You don't need a lift. You can still do it off off the ground or whatever. Sure. So I could I could definitely see it, but like old changes and major work like that, obviously not. I mean, we don't even do that. If it's major work, you know, they have to go to the center. Yeah, that was actually my next question. Is there anything specifically that you just know up front? I can't do this out in the field. You have to come in. To the dealership um how's that how's that determined um i don't know it by by memory but once they put their concern and then they figure out what what it is it's already noted down or, or california already okay. put in place like okay this is a, a mobile capable job or or it needs to go to the center so they set up everything online and they just say this is my problem or yeah they- yeah everything everything's online now there's uh there's no customer callers Pro- probably like just it. an app on the phone it, it, is, it is just an app you put your concern and, and next thing you know you you, you create a service visit and uh so the program kind of decides based on the category whether it's oh there, there's still there's still people behind the scenes uh diagnosing the vehicles so that's oh. another cool thing about it that uh, we could diagnose vehicles uh, over the air Remote, uh, remotely from a different location, just on your computer. Yeah, uh, there, yeah, there's people you know at home or, or centers that are just diagnosing vehicles over the air. Wow, uh, most of them could get diagnosed. There's some obvious ones like uh, noises. You can't. Yeah, really diagnose yeah, that's gonna noise. be pretty tough. Um, but you know, you, you get an idea with customer symptoms. You you, you kind of get an idea what it could be. Um, but yeah, that's how it gets determined if it's mobile or not. Okay. Um, I suppose if the car is mostly electric and you can you can connect to the car over the internet, you could probably figure out quite a bit before you even uh, get to the vehicle. Yeah, yeah. You there's there's a lot of data coming in, and uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, I, I don't got that much experience with, with the Tesla. I've been here four or five months, 
So, I mean, there's still a lot to learn on these vehicles, but uh, yeah, it's pretty insane what you could do That's to, awesome. with them. That's really cool. Does it uh, cost anything extra to the customer to have that service performed? No, no, it's uh, it's no out of pocket to the customer. Just built um, in. Just just built in with the thing. Okay. Um, we live in Minnesota. It's uh, it's cold here, like nine months out of the year. <laughs> yeah. So I can't imagine that every place you go to is going to have a garage or a sheltered, warm area for you to work. What is that like? Yeah, it's the middle of January right, right. now. So how how does that go? Um, we do ask our customers if they do have a shelter. Um, if possible, it's appreciated. But if not, we still go to, I mean, I've done many repairs outside in a parking lot, or their work especially. It, it just, I guess, take it day by day. There's obviously some days that you just can't do it outside. Sure. It's too cold. Or maybe the service repair requires to be a little bit of heat, you know, oh, okay. and you can't do it outside. So, um, But most of the time, uh, you, you'll be fine. We'll, we'll be fine. I'll be doing them outside if, if need be. It sucks at times, but, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. it comes with the yeah. job. So, yeah, But uh, I'll be looking forward for the summer, though, because I've always was interested in uh, working on cars outside in the summer. Okay. that's uh, I used to work construction, and I, I love working outside, so right. I'm uh, looking forward for this. Yeah, you get that nice 70-degree day. That's, yeah. Uh, that's a nice gig there, just hanging yeah. out outside, <laughs> working on some Teslas. Uh, is it all schedule based, or do you do any type of like emergency call? Can they, or is that more like a, just a roadside assistance type thing? Uh, there is roadside assistance. I'm not too familiar with, with that kind of side of it, but uh, but yeah, if there's roadside and we're in, and that's in our region, okay. Um, yeah, we we go over there. Um, I haven't been on, on one, but uh, but in my uh, teammates have, and it's nothing like uh, they get a. 12 at night thing we go over it's kind of okay we'll, we'll go over first thing in the morning or something like that okay it's yeah nothing like at three in the morning kind of deal um but they do have roadside for minor you know tire stuff kind of like any, any other manufacturer sure sure so as far as your daily schedule goes do you just pop on to you know your website and you have your schedule laid out for you or are you going to decide the jobs that you're going to every day uh no i get uh i i get them assigned to me Okay. Uh, we still have a an advisor. There's we still kind of work as like a traditional dealer. I mean, you got your tech, your advisor, your manager. Okay. But everybody is. It, it's not like we meet in a location. Everybody works from different places. So, um, you know, my advisor works at a, a center or home, whatever that is, and I'm working from home and storage unit. That's where we call their parts. And okay. But yeah, I mean, I get them assigned by my service advisor. Gotcha. Which I still have. So I've definitely experienced this because I do some mobile work, not not exactly the same things that you're doing, but you get to a job and, you know, something on, you don't expect something to happen. You run into an issue, a problem, something breaks, you, you get the wrong part, something like that. And so that's going to disrupt your schedule. How do you handle that if you run into that, like the three jobs after uh, how's that look for you? That definitely sucks. Um, <laughs> I haven't, exp- I mean, when I was uh, Honda BMW, I think the worst fear was breaking a bolt. <laughs> and I <laughs> yeah. think for, for us, I'm not scared. I'm not afraid of breaking a bolt. I'm afraid if uh, our, our software kind of goes haywire. Oh, okay. And Maybe that's lose what your I'm, internet connection or something. Connectivity or, or the software or the computer in the vehicle starts acting funny. And that's when, you know, you start uh, getting scared. Like, oh, man, I'm going to be stuck <laughs> here a while yeah. uh, trying to fix that. Um, I think, but, yeah, if, um, 
they're scheduled the time. Um, at the very least, I haven't ha- happened to me, but you know, trying to make the car drivable, which I mean, it's not like a, like an engine. Like, oh, we can't put it back. Right. You're never messing with the drive unit. Okay. Um, okay. But but yeah, you just if you're out of time or whatever the case is, they're just gonna have to uh, go to the service center or another mobile visit. Um, okay. it, it does suck and it gets you uh, you get delayed on the next ones yeah yeah, yeah. but uh, but yeah it doesn't happen too often but when it does yeah you just gotta you gotta improvise just and, to uh, deal with it yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta deal with it and just let the customer know you know uh-huh. so, something happened yep. um, we'll just be back next time or you need to go to the service center right. get it checked out alright awesome it, back to what you were mentioning about the internet so do you use like a mobile hotspot or how, how are you connected while yeah you're we, we got we got hotspot for for our computer are definitely the best tool or, or most important tool is the laptop okay. without the laptop uh, it's kind of worthless okay um, sure you could you know work on them but there's a lot of repairs that require connectivity and, and yeah and packages and stuff so yeah without the laptop you can't even get through your day too. That's where all your info's at. So, okay. so yeah, with that, the the hotspot and the laptop are a must uh, at this job. And connectivity. Yeah, um, if, and if you run into any like areas, remote areas where there's you got no reception. Or yeah, you like definitely got to prepare for those. There's some stuff that you could do ahead of time, preload, uh, pack, uh, software packages and stuff okay. like that. But uh, but yeah, you just trying to get ready. For, for your for your next day your day whatever ahead of time because you definitely don't want to get there and you don't know what the heck you're getting yourself into <laughs> yeah if you got an hour drive and then you can't uh, connect to anything yeah i've been in those situations uh yeah they're they're not the fun but uh i also use my phone if i need to connect a hotspot through my phone i'll do that to save my to save me so as far as repairs go what would you say the majority of what you do is and is is it mostly software updates or is it actual physical repairs noises what what's the majority of your days look like uh most of them are removing hardware or parts but it does come most of them like i said comes with a with a software update okay or redeploying the same one it's not i mean trim work sure you could just put it in but a lot of electronic components they're not plug and play Okay. Uh, yeah. Plug and program calibrate on. and program and all that, which I mean, it's not too bad. But uh, but yeah, most of them are. You got to do some sort of calibration or, or something computer wise. Okay. Okay. And, but with the noises, you know, it, it could get tough if you're by yourself, especially if the noise is not sure. in the driver front. Okay. <laughs> okay. It could get really tough. Uh, do so you actually I, take these out and drive them? Test drive. Them? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to verify the noise, I okay. always try to go with the customer because you know you could hear one thing and <laughs> yeah then, tell and me they, about it <laughs> they, they i, I know hearing, that story and then they could be hearing another so so yeah um i mean but if you can't verify it you, you just gotta be true like i can't hear it or somebody <laughs> has to go with me because you know there's noises in the back how am i supposed to so so, so even tesla's it's the same with suspension noises it's like i i don't hear the noise you're talking about right. or or there's a a giant clunk in the front end but they're concerned about the tiny little squeak exactly right, in, in the back of the vehicle yeah that's so some things never change um as far as parts go stuff that you actually need to replace uh, you just bring that all with you the day of you figure out what you're going to need for every car and just take it with you or yeah. do you stock certain things in the in the vehicle with you um yeah there's i mean once it gets created that service visit it gets diagnosed and figured out which parts you need and then you know the whole 
if we have the part, um, we work on a, a part storage. So that's where I'll go grab my parts ahead of time. And then, yeah, I'll actually bring a little extra because you just never know. Okay, um, yeah. Maybe an, if there's an extra piece, I'll, I'll grab that. If I know getting to this certain piece, you know, clips always break or some always break, I'll kind of okay. try to at least go prepared because, yeah, it'll suck if you're over there and you you forgot something <laughs> or this yeah. is not the piece. Um doesn't happen too often, but, you know, it, it does happen here and there. But you just got to deal with it and... How about uh, how about tools uh, along that same line? Do you just have like a stock set of tools that you bring with you, or is there different things you grab for different jobs? Um, the vehicle that uh, I was provided has all Tesla tools. You could say all the sockets that they use. Okay. Um, all all the the things you would need. I mean, I work on. I got this little basket of tools, uh, just a little one, and that gets like 90% of the work that I need to do. Okay. Um, any special sockets that are in there. So they try to minimize a lot of this stuff. So I don't got like a full set of, uh, of three, eight sockets from eight to 21, you know, right. we're only given the ones that they use. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, um, I, I'm provided all the tools to get through my day and special tools if need be, I'll just have to pick it up from uh, our service centers, but not too often. Okay. Back on a small note, the the vehicle that you were given, I, I thought this was just just a little bit humorous. But what? Uh, tell me what kind of vehicle it is that you drive for servicing Teslas. <laughs> um, right now, I've got a Ford Transit, <laughs> uh, driving that around. It, I get that a lot, but with especially being our region and we got to do some long drives. Yeah, uh, having an electric vehicle and in our infrastructure, especially up here. Is not the greatest so i mean going up to brainerd or duluth sure sure, uh, sure. makes def- sense to have a gas you just need to have a gas to to get it on through your day but i mean out in the metro um we got a couple model s's in our fleet oh okay and uh those i mean in metro or you know around here it, it'll be fine that's that's all you need sure but i suppose those have enough room for all the parts and tools just like a transit would huh yeah it's amazing how they uh configured everything to put everything uh, on a van to the model s yeah, I had actually seen the uh, one of the Tesla technicians brought a vehicle in here to show the high school program, and he was showing the the like slide out uh, things oh. in the back where all the tools were. And yeah, I, I mean, some serious engineering went into these things to have all the equipment there and ready to go. It's pretty pretty cool how they have it set up. Yeah, everything that was that's in my van, it's it's on the, it's on the Model S. Uh, it's pretty cool how they everything obviously the space is not as big but uh yeah we're not dealing with uh, big parts or anything like that so as far as pay goes and you obviously don't have to tell me how much you make but i'm more curious about the structure is this a flat rate based or is it hourly is there any type of uh, bonus how does that work as far as compensation uh i'm an hourly um as far as i know all the techs are hourly there's no flat rate or anything like that tesla right now doesn't work with flat rate Okay. Um, Even in their in their service, service locations. No, everybody everybody's hourly. Um, I I don't know why the reason is exactly, but I mean it, it definitely definitely works out. I I don't got too much experience with the flat rate, but the the time that I did, it's definitely you're definitely in a rush. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and that's not always a good thing. You're just sometimes you're making some calls that you know like I should have probably tested this, but I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> sure it's gonna be that. And you know you're trying to make money. Yep. And 
Yeah, I mean that's and that's a that's a whole nother conversation in itself. Uh, the the issues with flat rates and I made a lot of money with flat rate over the years, but as a whole, I don't think I don't think it's the greatest system for uh, the industry, and I think that's why it's it one of the reasons why it's tough to get young people into this because oh for sure flat rate is a struggle when you are first starting out that is very difficult to thrive and make the money that you need to yeah especially have yeah, the, the new guys uh, uh the bmw was all the whole it was a flat rate shop so yeah the, everybody, everybody that was new would just you're rushing and you're making calls and yeah it, they're not right or at least you know you're not too confident as as you should be Right. Yeah, it's all about that efficiency. Hey. So what uh, would you say is either the most interesting or challenging thing that you've actually run into out in the field working on these Teslas? Um, I definitely think it's uh, the software, the program. That's something I didn't learn at school. Um, no, nothing to blame or nothing. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's something that's, I think, coming to other manufacturers too. I mean, sure, there's some... Like anything, there's a there's a bowl that's tough to get to, uh-huh. but I mean you just d- deal with it or find a way. Right. But with the software, when it goes haywire, not only you know mechanical skills, but now you gotta have some uh, computing skills uh-huh. to to navigate around that, and that's definitely a challenge for me still. These vehicles are constantly updating on parts and also especially the firmware stuff. Okay, that's constantly updating, and you gotta catch up or else. You know, you're, you're a month behind, and then some new stuff came up, and something happened. And if you don't know how it's supposed to work or what it's doing, uh, yeah, you'll be stuck at it at a at a job for hours on end. And okay. I've been uh, stuck at jobs for hours. Wow. I, I got to figure out what's wrong with the why is it not taking the update? Okay, and it's always um, some little bug in there, and you just got to huh. work around it. So you got to be an IT specialist along a little bit, else. just a little bit. There's 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 guys that we got diagnostic team that deal with that because we could remotely connect them. Okay. But you know sometimes you just got to be there at the vehicle. You know? Yeah. You yeah. just got to physically connect to it or something. So you're actually putting software into the control modules and stuff on the vehicle when you're doing that. Uh, yeah, that's that's everything over the air. But there's some stuff you know you just got to connect to the to okay. the vehicle manually. All right. Um, but but yeah, there's it could get tricky at times. But uh, no, I mean the, I got people to help me remotely, so I'm not too terribly. Uh, you're not out there by yourself. By yourself, <laughs> you definitely got you definitely got people behind you. But yeah, you're you're still by yourself. Though. I mean, it's not the same having a, a coworker calling them down over the bay like, hey, come right. help me out. Uh, come, you're by yourself. Sure, you could call somebody, but it's not the same. Yeah, they're not standing. there. <laughs> they're not standing there. I'll check that, or you know, I'll help you hold this. Like no, you're you're by yourself. Okay. And it's challenging at times. Okay. The last question I have for you is, uh, I mentioned you're about three years into the field and doing pretty well for yourself. For anybody that's listening to this that is maybe a younger tech or just getting started out, or maybe they're just looking to improve their career, what recommendations would you have for them as far as just in general as a tech, or maybe if they're looking for this type of work maybe they want to transition into this sort of thing what sort of recommendations might you have for them uh i think definitely electrical that's definitely that's a must not anywhere yeah any line of vehicle it's getting more uh, with electrical and, and and diagnostics i think being patient and reading how stuff works is a big plus 
I did it in the beginning, and I still do at times where I just kind of rush into things, and I didn't really read how stuff works. Okay. And, and, I, <laughs> and I'm stuck because I didn't know it's not supposed to do that. And also, I think uh, for a student or, or starting fresh, and you definitely want something better, ASCs are, are a good help. They don't make you a better tech, but it at least shows people that you're trying and that you're, you know, want to be, you're, you're better than the average Joe. And another thing with with being mobile, yeah, you've, you've got to be confident and, and willing to work by yourself because you're you're literally by yourself. There's, okay. So there's some people that are that you know that need that, always, which no shame getting help, but it's not like I said, it's not the same being by yourself. Sure. Um, and if you if you're not confident too with mobile, like I said you're by yourself. You're making a lot of the calls. <laughs> yeah. Um, and customer interaction, so. You, you got to be confident, and, and there's a lot of things that, that test you uh, being mobile, not just, you know, your technical skills, customer skills, and ends and everything. Um, but I have seen a lot of the mobile stuff now popping up, not just for Tesla, um, uh, like like what, what you're doing, uh, uh-huh. uh, flashing and, and just remote diagnostics. I definitely see that getting bigger. Okay. Um, I, yeah, definitely see more private self-employed guys if they want to be their own boss i think mobile is the way to go i mean there's people would pay to get their vehicle service at home if they don't have to leave oh yeah and i I, there are some actual that i know of just mobile service companies i'm not sure if there's any local but if you look across the nation there's there's some companies that that's their thing not necessarily diagnostics but hey we got this truck full of tools we'll come put a water pump in your car at work so yeah that is out there but yeah on the diagnostic side of it um i've been i haven't really done a whole lot of marketing and i've been getting more and more business every month more and more shops calling me for you know the programming and the diagnostics and Unfortunately, there's a lack of technicians out there that can do the diagnostic, that can do the electrical work. So anybody who can do that, even if you're not mobile, even if you're just going to go work at a shop, you're going to be extremely valuable. So you build those skills and you can turn that into something that's going to be really beneficial for you in your career. Yeah, the the mobile thing, uh, I've talked to a lot of guys and, you know, everybody wants to open their own shop and and whatever. But I think the more you know you're trying to be realistic too and yeah being your own boss as a mobile tech uh, yeah that's definitely just going to get bigger um companies and just you know so little mom and pop kind of guys just uh going around doing no changes and diagnosing vehicles i mean like i said everybody there's a lot of people that are willing to pay for you to come out just to if they don't have to take time off their day and yeah but yeah that that's definitely i see a industry that's going to grow in the future mobile things mobile anything i mean i've seen mobile sure haircut places and, and all that mobile so yeah mobile stuff is just gonna get bigger right it's all about the convenience hey all right uh well hey thank you so much for coming on the show to get today uh this was uh really awesome to talk to you and uh, i hope everyone listening got something out of this and uh, thank you for listening and hopefully you tune in again soon Thank you.